Well, good morning. It's so good to see you. As you can tell, as Talbot said, I'm not Talbot Davis. I am Matthew Hargett. I am not the pastor of Good Shepherd, but I am the student pastor. Just a fun fact about me. My name is Matthew, but with one T. Not sure why my parents did that. It wasn't accidental. It was actually intentional. They said it was in their Bible. But I'm the student pastor here, and it's my joy and pleasure and honor to be here with you. I love this church. I love just getting the opportunity to share my heart with you guys this morning and to share from Scripture. Some of the student ministry volunteers, they said, you're preaching? We'll try not to heckle. I said, bring it on. I like a good challenge. So if you feel the, ne- the need to heckle out there, that's okay. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone that's gathered here within the sound of my voice. God, I pray as we dive into your Scriptures, and we talk about, no, really, Who's your one? And we talk about how the gospel makes an impact. God, I pray that it would become living and real. God, that people wouldn't see me up here, but God, that they would hear from you. So God, I thank you for that. And thank you for what your Holy Spirit is about to do next. It's in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, if you've been around me for very long, you probably have figured out that I'm accident prone. And when I talk about accidents, I think about sometimes I like to watch Netflix. Anybody in here, a watcher of Netflix? The, thing, the funny thing about Netflix is they have this feature. When you finish one episode, it starts a countdown to next episode in five, four, three, two, one. And I've been honestly watching Netflix, watching Stranger Things or something on there. And all of a sudden I've lost the remote to my streaming device. And I just cannot find it to save my life. And so, of course, Netflix has already made the decision for me. Go ahead, play the next episode. And then three hours later, I wake up and like, wow, I just finished an entire season on Netflix. How did I waste three hours of my life? You know, and then another thing that happens, I'm scrolling through social media as I want to do. Maybe it's like late at night and how many of you have ever found yourself, you're just scrolling through and this is, this is me and I'm looking at a picture of somebody and I notice, who's that fat guy? Who's that guy who looks like he's 15 pounds overweight? Oh wait, that's me. That was, oh gosh, let me call my wife. I need to tell her that I love her. I'm not sure how this happened. Maybe it's my love of donuts. You know, my wife tells me that donuts aren't appropriate for a trail mix. We're just on different trails and you know, I don't know how it happened that I gained 15 pounds. Total accident, it's an accident is basically what happened. Or this is a true story. It happened the other day. Me and my son, we're playing switch sports. I don't know if you ever played Wii sports back in the day, but it's like, it makes you look like a crazy person because you got a remote in one hand, we're playing badminton. So I'm just flailing at the TV, hoping that I'm hitting something and we're playing and my son beats me. And here's what he does. I'm number one, you lose, you lose, I'm number one. Just dancing around and I go, who taught you to behave and celebrate like that? He goes, you did that? My wife, this is gonna get me in so much trouble, started, not just laughed, I promise you, she started cackling in the background. (laughs) I've told you so, I told you you're teaching our son bad habits. It's like, who taught you that? It was you, and you're like, oh gosh, I didn't mean for you to learn that from me. But you're not also gonna hear this very often. You're not gonna hear, well, you wouldn't believe what happened the other night. I had a book in my hand, it just showed up, and I just started reading, and I started reading, and the pages, they just like turned themselves, and before you know it, I had finished an entire nonfiction learning book. That usually does not happen, because learning requires intentionality, or you probably haven't heard this much. You know what, this year, I just lost 30 pounds. I don't know what happened. I 
have ate ice cream and donuts like I normally have. I haven't worked out. I, I'm not your dietitian. I'm not your doctor. So don't go off my advice. But you might need to go see somebody if you just lose 30 pounds accidentally. It's not usually a good thing. Or I, I occasionally, I'll listen to the Dave Ramsey show and they have this thing on here, on there. They call it the debt-free scream. And what they do is people show up and they talk about how they became debt-free. And in my times listening to it, I've never heard anyone say, Dave, can you believe it? We just accidentally woke up one day and all of our debt, it was gone. We didn't have to practice any financial. We didn't have to budget. It was the best thing in the world. It was great. You want to hear a debt-free scream? We're debt-free. And we did it accidentally. You, you just don't hear things like that. Why? Because I, I'm about to drop some real heavy knowledge on you, something that you probably don't know. But when it comes to accomplishing goals, when it comes to accomplishing our fitness routine, when it comes to parenting, especially parenting, I've been in student ministry for over a decade. And one thing I've noticed is the parents whose kids turn out well, who practice good habits, it's usually their parents are very intentional about the things that they say, the things that they do, and the ways that they're shaping their children. Intentionality sets the course for our lives. Accidental usually doesn't happen well. It's usually not something that we talk about that's good. And when it comes to our physical fitness routines, it requires intentionality. When it comes to our financial routines, it requires intentionality. And when we're talking about, no, really, who's your one? I think I have, I would put myself in this category before anybody else. I've, I've thought maybe that people just accidentally stumble into church. People just accidentally show up. It doesn't require any effort on my part. It just kind of happens. People who are struggling, and I think, I don't know about you, but this is me. When I've got a problem, I just kind of hope it goes away. I just kind of put my head in the sand. And I, free, I fear that for a lot of us, when we're looking at our coworkers or we're seeing people who are struggling in their lives, we're just kind of like, eh, that doesn't really apply to me. I just kind of hope this problem goes away. I kind of hope that they figure out their marriage. I kind of hope that they figure out their financial mess. I kind of hope that whatever they're going through with their anxiety or their family troubles, I really don't want to have to speak into this. I don't really want to have to deal with this. And I'm afraid when it comes to us sharing the gospel, it requires intentionality on our part, that we have to be intentional about taking those opportunities and seizing those moments to share the gospel. And scripture, we've been talking about this, this verse in Romans 10. It says, Romans 10, nine through 13, it says, for if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is all of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And really, when I first became a Christian, I remember when I made the decision to put my faith in Jesus, to enter into a living relationship with him, a pastor started discipling me. He had this pen, it was this really cool trick. I thought I was like 14 at the time, so everything amazed me. There was no social media, there was no internet, there was none of this. But the, you click the pen and it said, sharing the gospel is easy as what A, B, C. Admit, believe, confess. And here's the thing, 
The reason I want to share that, because Romans 10, 9 through 13 here, Paul explicitly tells us how someone comes to know Christ. And what I'm afraid of is I am like the master of excuses and self-justification. Like I can make an excuse for just about everything. I can't, I can't stop, I can't come by today. My favorite show's on Netflix. Obi-Wan Kenobi just dropped on Disney Plus. Like I can't do that. I can't deal with life right now. And I'm afraid like we're the master of excuses. I'll hear people and I'm guilty of this when it comes to like diet and exercise. It's like with diet. Well, you know, I've got to make sure I've got to decide between Atkins, paleo, keto. They've come out with carnivore. There's the vegan. There's don't eat carbs on Friday. Make sure you hold your mouth right. Do some stretches, yoga on Saturday. And there's all these different ways and methods that we've come up. Well, this is really how you lose weight. You got to follow this really strict program that no one but me can follow. You just got to hold your breath for 30 minutes a day and pass out and then you'll lose 30 pounds in a week. It's just like that. We come up with all these ridiculous formulas, magic pills, shortcuts, hacks, excuses, if we're really honest with ourselves. And when it comes to sharing the gospel, the gospel, like Talbot said, you are told so that you could tell. When it comes to sharing the gospel, it really is simple. It was, it, the reason I used that diet thing is because I was actually at a workshop with a dietitian. She was like, yeah, when it comes to losing weight, it's really simple. Count your calories, watch what you eat, burn more than you eat, and that's it. Over time, what you'll do is you'll lose weight. But we come up with all these different fancy ways to do things. And when it comes to the gospel, it's really simple. We've been told that so we can tell others, admit, believe, confess. We can make it really much harder than it is. Yes, I know there probably are some people that have some really hard questions that you're afraid of. And it's okay sometimes to be like, thank you for bringing that up to me. I don't know, but I know who Jesus is. And I know the impact that he's made on my life. I know that I have placed my faith in him and he has shaped my heart and my family. And he has changed and made a difference for all eternity in my life. It's as simple as that. And we've got to realize that and we've got to be bold enough to share our faith. Because that's what he says next, as you continue. In verse 14, Paul says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. And that's what Paul's saying. We had a brilliant theologian, his name's D.A. Horton. He actually recorded a message for students last year during the pandemic. He sent a message to our students and he said something here and it stuck with me. And he said, the king needs to be preached in the queen city. The king needs to be preached in the queen city. And that's what Paul is saying. Jesus needs to be preached. We have to use our mouths. We have to use our words. We've got to be willing to tell other people about Christ. The king needs to be preached in the queen city. People need to know about Jesus. And that doesn't happen accidentally. That happens through us being intentional about setting the course of our lives, about being intentional about how we encounter people and how we pray for people and how we talk with people and how we share Jesus with people. And that is something that we all need to realize. And that's something we all must do. The king needs to be preached in the queen city. People need to hear about Jesus and it's not gonna happen accidentally. And we have to realize that. And it really, it really for me, became real. Last year, I went to a conference in California. There's this, this is a real thing that people do. There's a podcaster, real title, a podcaster, Justin Knowles. He's actually the family pastor at Sandals Church in California. And I've, I listened to him because he's got all sorts of practical instructions for youth pastors because I need lots of help. I'm a big mess. Again, most, most things in my life do happen accidentally and they're not good. 
But I was listening to him and he was just talking about how they've implemented who's your one at their church. And he talked about that 400 new students have come to their church over the last year through who's your one. So of course I'm like, what do I need to do? I want Talbot to give me an give me a bonus. I need to get, I need to get hustling. Like I need to get to work. I need to be promoted. I need, I need something that's really going to move and shake my career that people are really going to notice me. Again, selfishness. That's not what the gospel is about. The gospel is not about me. It's about lives being impacted and changed for the kingdom. But we had this opportunity. I got to meet him and we just kind of talked and I just said, you know, Justin, like, what's your secret? Like, what's your secret sauce? And I'm hoping like, you know, I'm hoping it's a shortcut. Let's just be real. I'm hoping it's microwave. We live in instant society. I'm like, give me your secret. Like, tell me your secret sauce. What is it? And he's, he tells me the most boring thing in the world. He said, well, years of hard work. Who wants to hear that? Come on. Years of hard work. Years of intentionality. He said, this isn't something that we do once a year in our church. This isn't a sermon series. This isn't something that we talk about once and then forget about This is a part of who we are as a church. This is a part of who we are as a student ministry. We are a group that says, who's your one? No, really, who's your one? And we're not just talking about inviting people. He said, we're talking about making invitations and investment in people. We say, who's your one? And we want people to take them all the way from, hey, knowing nothing about our church to being baptized and continuing to be discipled and grown. It's not just an invitation. It's an investment that we're making in people's lives. And it's a part of our culture. We ask every one of our life group leaders, we have nights, we say, hey, who's your one that you're bringing? Who's the one person that you're praying for? Who's the one person that you're telling about Jesus right now? Who's the one person that you're investing in? It's a part of what we do and who we are. It's not an overnight thing. It's something that we do day in, day out that is a part of our culture that we are intentional about cultivating in our student ministry. And that's what we've got to be. We've got to be intentional about the importance of sharing the gospel and realizing the difference that it can make in someone's life. You can change and impact the trajectory of somebody's family tree and legacy by sharing the gospel with them. And you have no idea how far that sharing of the gospel can go. And we've been given this opportunity and this challenge. And the question for us is, where does it begin? In Acts 1.8, Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's saying, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, I want you to listen to that again. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God's intention for the gospel is still for it to go international. You see, being intentional takes the gospel international from Steel Creek to Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, to America, to the ends of the earth. The gospel is meant to go international and being intentional takes the gospel international. And to that end, what we're doing with student ministry, just sharing a little bit about, you were wondering maybe why I rolled this thing up here. But what we're doing, because we believe it's intentional, we're excited to see what happens when we take the seriousness of the gospel, when we pray and we're asking the Holy Spirit, hey, move and awaken our students, awaken us to see the importance of sharing the gospel, awaken us to see how important it is to make a difference for Christ in our community, because we believe, and we believe it, that promise has not ended for the gospel to go international. And so what we do, we have this display every week we put out with student ministries called Who's Your, with Who's Your One? And hopefully you can kind of sit, but we say, find one, find one person. We all know 
somebody who needs to hear about Christ in our lives, whether it's a family member, whether it's a coworker, for students, whether my youth pastor, he always used to drill into us every week when we left student ministry, you are on the biggest mission field that you're ever gonna be on. And we have an opportunity to be missional. So we say, find one and then pray. We want the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to work in people's lives. Pray for that one person to come to know Jesus. And then we say, invite, invite that one person. And we know it takes more than one invite. Sometimes it takes six to seven times of inviting someone before they ever wanna come to church. And we also say, share. Share the gospel. We believe that students are capable. Every single one of you are capable of preaching the king in our queen city. That means to proclaim that Jesus is risen and talk about the difference that he has made in mine and your lives. Every single one of us is capable of sharing the gospel and seeing people saved, seeing people come to salvation in Christ. And you may be wondering again, well, that's great, but how does being intentional take the gospel international? And when I think about it, I really think about um, in small town, Alabama, there's a place called Wadawi. Most people actually pronounce it as Weedawi because that, that's how it looks. But there's a small town, Wadawi, Alabama. And in that small town, there was a circuit clerk, Kim Benefield. And she prayed every single day as she was going to work. She prayed, Lord, let me see this as a mission field. Let me see people who need to hear about you. Let me see people who need to know about who you are, Jesus. Every single day, she would pray that. And so one particular day, a lady, Sandy, came into the courthouse. And honestly, she was failing financially. She was failing in her family, in her marriage, in so many different ways. And Kim decided, hey, this is somebody that I need to get to know. This is somebody that I need to take under my wing and that I need to invest in. Here's one person who needs to be involved in church. Here's one person who needs to hear about Jesus. She was completely unchurched, had no church background or history, had actually been an orphan for most of her life and had dealt with addiction and problems. And Sandy started going to church with Kim. And through that, she thought, you know what would be a great idea? Let me take my whole family to church. Let me tell my family about what Jesus is doing in my life. And through that, she said, my mother-in-law, who just moved here, Dolores Wyatt, she needs to know about Jesus. She needs to know about the impact that church can have in her life and the difference that a living relationship with Jesus can make. And through that, Dolores said, I need to take my grandson who's never been to church. He needs to hear about this difference that Jesus can make in his life. And when that grandson was 12, Kim would actually come and take him to church because his grandmother worked night shift and it, he actually, were, they were on a car ride and he said, you know, do you think I could ever preach? And she said, yeah, I think you could, Matthew. I think that's something that you could do one day. And that was how I entered into ministry. That was my first confirmation of calling into ministry at 12. She encouraged me. I'm not saying that, but you don't know how your words can impact others. And through that, through ministry, she's had impact on students who have gone to be missionaries in places like the Ukraine. Costa Rica, and even places like China, from a small town in Wadawi, Alabama. So you see, being intentional takes the gospel international, and it goes further than you and I can ever hope for or imagine because God's love is greater than you and I ever know. 
and that his impact that he wants to make on the world is greater than you and I could ever hope for or imagine. And we plant those small seeds and we try and we invest and we make a difference in people's lives. The gospel will not return void. The gospel is meant to go to the ends of the earth. The gospel is intended to go international. So this morning, what we wanna do is we wanna give you an intentional moment to pray. Who's your one? Who's your one person that you can start praying for today? We've got these stations set up here. And what they have, is they've got some cards. And if you're watching online, don't worry, we have not forgot about you because there's gonna be a link that shows up and it's gonna take you to a form and you can fill that out. But what we have are these cards here. We want you to write your name and one person you know who needs the hope of Jesus. Drop that in the basket. And our prayer team over the next 40 days, we are gonna be intentional about praying for you and your one. We're gonna be intentional about because we believe God's desire has not changed for people to be shaped and formed by the gospel. We believe that he cares so much that he sent his one and only son Whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And that promise still remains today. So if you're watching online, we would encourage you to fill out that form and we're gonna be praying with you. As the song's playing, I'm gonna pray in just a second. And we would encourage you to come forward and fill out one of these cards, drop them in the basket. We've got four stations all around, so there's plenty of space, but just take a moment, take an intentional act of faith this morning and step forward and let's start praying. Let's start believing there are those out there that need to hear the gospel and that God desires for their lives to be changed. Our most gracious heavenly father, God, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us. No, really, who's our one? God, no, really, who can we impact for you? Who is that person? God, I pray as these names are written down, Lord, they're not just names. God, they're lives, they're legacies, they're, fa they're family, they're people that need hope. God, they're real people who need to be impacted by you, who need, your, need you in their lives, who need that living relationship with you, Jesus. So God, I pray that we would move in faith and be intentional. It's in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. You can come forward as you feel led, fill out one of the cards, and then just drop it in the basket.